1: We had Fred, who had the uh, Kyle Lowry ilk, and we've got Norm, who's from the DeMar DeRozan uh, school. Oh, never mind. He can shoot threes. I take all of that back.
2: Welcome to the very first Dishes and Dimes pod. I need to start this off by thanking you guys so much for all the support that we've gotten. We have 1,500 followers on the Dishes and Dimes pod, and it's only been like a day and a half. It's, it's just crazy. We've had Leo send tweets. We've had Miss Marie Holloway um, send a tweet in support. It's just been... I don't know what to say, man. I just sent a a tweet saying I wanted an all-women's podcast, and you guys, y'all showed out. So uh, thank you so much for all the support. It means the world to us. Um, To kick this off, I want to give you a little bit of um, structure in terms of how this is going to work. We're nine rotating hosts. Um, It's going to be a weekly pod. Um, and it's typically going to come out on Mondays, um, on a normal pod, you're going to hear about two or three of us. Um, but today we just wanted to do intros, make sure that you kind of knew who you were listening to. So we did two big pods, um, just so you get a feel for who you're, you're listening to, you're tuning into, um, every week. Um, so During this pod, we're going to be doing previews. We're going to be doing recaps. We're going to be doing predictions. And we're going to be doing a segment called The Daily Dime and a segment called The Weekly Dish, which we'll we'll explain later on. Um, So next week, we're going to have Katie, Kelsey, and Sarah. Um, Katie, Kelsey, Sarah, Mel. I don't want to forget anybody. Um, This week, though, you're listening to... Me, Sandra, um, the messy one, on Raptors Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have, <clears throat> sorry, we have Raptors Twitter OG Iman. Hey. <laughs> we have um, the one that you're all here for, I'm pretty sure. It's Citra, Citra. Nobody's here for me. <laughs> <laughs> the ever-controversial. Um, we also have Ms. Yasmin. Um, hey, everyone! Honestly, she's absolutely hilarious. When I thought Fun of this account, <laughs> Fun <laughs> I of I just had to have her. When I when I thought of this pod, it was just like she has to be on it. So I'm so happy she's here. And we have the lovely Noor. Um, <laughs> we're super excited. I want to thank you guys again for listening. Um, Best way to go into this is to do our Raptors fan origin story. And I'm going to start first because it makes sense, right? So mine uh, mine starts with the both. (laughs) My mom was a big MJ fan. She knew the whole roster. She was obsessed with MJ. Um, My earliest memories as a child were literally my mother. Like watching these like late games with my uncle Pat, and me asking for like sustenance, and her being like, "Okay, you gotta figure it out," because I'm watching basketball. And from those early experiences, I knew that I was gonna also have um, an addictive personality. I just didn't know how it would happen in my life. Um, my brother, my younger brother. Me and my mom, we were into tennis, we were into basketball, we were into soccer. We've always been like a a sports family. Um, So I always, I was aware of the Raptors, but I didn't watch religiously until 2014. Um, Norm God stormed into my life, took a hold of me and didn't let go. Well, he let go a little bit. Um, cause you know, (laughs) but he's back this year, so I'm allow it. Um, and from 2014, I just felt like, okay, this organization has gotten their ish together. Um, they're not an embarrassment to, to follow on the regular. Um, let me, let me try to, you know, watch this stuff. And then 2015, my brother passed, who was a huge Raptors fan. And it became more than just sports to me. It became a way to stay connected to him. And um, I've held on to that. And it's been a crazy ride because of this connection that I, I want with with my brother, rest in peace. Um, I've met these amazing women. I, I'm on this podcast. I'm on Twitter making a fool out of myself on the regular, and it's been a crazy ride. So that's my origin story, guys. That's that's where that's how it happened. Everybody else is going to tell you how they got here.
3: All right. So I'm up next. Uh, hey, everyone. Um, as Sand- uh, Sandy said, my name is Sidra. My Raptor story actually begins with the 2004 Detroit Pistons. Um, it's, it's been a long time coming. Uh, So I started watching basketball around that time um, and what really made me a Pistons fan and a basketball fan in general, it was just incredible to watch a team of five all-stars and I'm including Tayshaun Prince in this because he got robbed that year of an all-star appearance, um, play as a cohesive unit. It was just so cool. They didn't need a LeBron. They didn't need a Kobe or a KD. They had an incredible squad with incredible ball movement and they trusted each other and it was just so cool to see that. And to this day, I still have all of the jerseys of the starting five because I'm just lame like that. Um, they're, like, kept away safely and nobody's allowed to touch them. So how I became a Raptors fan in 2011, I went to a Raptors game and Tayshon Prince was actually there. And, of course, like an idiot, I, like, screamed. And when I think back to the story, I'm literally, like, cringing about how embarrassing it is that I did that. So um, you're lucky, like, I'm letting you guys know my most embarrassing story. Uh, Basically, like an idiot, I like screamed out from the crowd. I was like, it was silent, dead silent. And I was like, Dashaun Prince, I love you. And everybody around me was like, all right, girl, like, can you relax? Anyways, he like turned around and he laughed at me and he waved, but he laughed at me which was like my first interaction with an NBA player is literally him laughing at me, which is very on-brand, but whatever. (laughs) And from there, I really did fall in love with the Raptors, watching them play, Um, and to Iman's dismay, I loved DeMar DeRozan. I will always love DeMar DeRozan. I loved his explosiveness, his ability to be a leader on and off the court, and really the loyalty he brought to the organization and the way he just kind of changed culture around Toronto and the GTA, so that
4: really got me, and that's my origin story. The Detroit Pistons, etc. That's disgusting. <laughs> but still, at least it's mind. not <laughs> <Paul> <laughs> Pierce. <Is that> okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so not freaking bad. Paul Pierce. I know. Look <laughs> like, at not Paul Pierce.
4: Like I want to say, like my obsession started around the same time, but I've always been sporty like since birth right out of the womb I was put in front of a TV to watch WWE or I guess back then it was WWF and I remember watching Kane and Undertaker and trying to figure out if they were brothers or not and then I started to realize it was super fake so I got myself really into soccer and I'm still a pretty decent Chelsea fan to this day go coach Lampard but then around 2013, 2014, that magical year when Masai took over, um, I met a friend who was super into basketball. And back then, soccer was still my main tank. So we used to watch our sports together. And But then really quickly, I realized it was way more convenient to be a Toronto Raptor fan as opposed to a Chelsea fan. Because for starters, you don't have to buy a plane ticket to attend a game. But that was definitely like the year my unhealthy obsession began. And it's been pretty strong since. Like So much so that when we adopted my cat four years ago, I named him after Kawhi because he's always been my favorite player. But that heartbreak is a different story for a
0: different day. Okay, so um, I think it's my turn now. Um, for me, I'd say my I became a fan um, in 2014 with that playoff run and the launch of that uh, We the North campaign and everything. Um, prior to that, I was kind of just a passenger in my dad's um, fandoms and see watched and followed the team pretty religiously. Uh, since their inception back in 95, and I kind of began to follow the X's and O's of the sport in 2017 and kind of learned um, the ebbs and flows of basketball and why teams sucked and why teams were good and the various systems and cultures around the league. And, you know, so I'd say that the uh, Raptors kind of opened the door to my general interest um, in the NBA and like the passion for like the details of the game, things that people kind of overlook or, um are they tend to be the things that I notice the most, and I think that's why I like the sport so much.
1: Okay, I guess I'll, I'll go next. Uh, I just want to say, Nor, your cat, Kawhi, is actually the cutest thing in the entire world. Um, and- I wish I hope my kids look like him, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Same, actually. Honestly, <laughs> uh, and Sidra, honestly, finding out that you. Loved Demar Derozan because he's not a superstar in the same way that you love the Detroit Pistons because they're not super. I mean, it makes sense. Oh, like, i God. understand the line of thinking, it fits in perfectly. You love all stars, you don't love superstars. I get it. Um, <laughs> but I'm kidding. We love Demar on We love made- him, this pod. We love him. He said this. He, he's 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 uh, one of the most important rappers and part of a lot of fans' origin stories. um Wasn't a part of mine though. I'll say I, mine started when I was really, really little. I grew up in a neighborhood where all of the kids around me watched basketball. And as the youngest kid, I kind of just had to do what they did. And one of my first memories was the 2000 All-Star Slam dunk contest. Watching with all of those kids the the excitement and the enthusiasm that we all felt watching Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady do what they did with Toronto on their chest was infectious. And I became a fan ever since. The next year, I joined Raptor Ball to start playing. I started watching the league as a whole. Allen Iverson was my favorite player. Whatever he had on his head, like, I needed in my hair. Like, if he had crisscross, I wanted that. If it was zigzag braids, I needed that. My cornrows matched his. Um, to much of y'all's dismay, Paul Pierce was also one of my favorite players. And I'm not going to defend that right really? now. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to. Okay. I yeah, going to be a topic that's brought up in every single episode. He was one of my favorite players. I, like, saved money to go to a Celtics game and he was injured, um, which sucked. <laughs> I got to watch Anton Walker, I guess. But, um, yeah, so that was my origin story. And it was – I think it's a lot of – also like young Canadian kids stories and right now we have this golden era of Canadian basketball where a lot of the NBA players are around my age and they grew up watching Vince in the same way I did and in the same way that I sat around with my friends celebrating Vince putting his arm in the rim they did as well and one such player is Andrew Wiggins who the Raptors actually got to play last night in a win Sidra you covered the game what do you think about it
3: I think all of you know that when I was on the uh, the pod Twitter last night, I was really trying to find ways to talk shit about Andrew Wiggins, and he wasn't giving me anything. I was so irritated. Our Bono, Ontario brother, literally recorded his first triple-double, of course, against the Raptors. He had 18 points, Um-brand. 11 assists, very on-brand, and 10 rebounds, and in the first half alone, 15 points and 7 assists, and... Yasmin, I think you can kind of agree with me. I think everybody can that. Leave it to anyone looking for a shining moment to have it against the Raptors. So irritating. Yeah, like,
0: I I remember, like, recently we had all of those end of decades lists. Those top 10 lists had, like, four plays against the Raptors. (laughs) (laughs) So many iconic buzzer beaters and whatnot. Oh, my goodness. But also,
1: Wiggins gets up for two teams. The Cleveland Cavaliers, who traded him for Kevin Love, and the Toronto Raptors. That's it. That's it. And you want Wiggins to have a good game. Put him against those two Eastern Conference teams and he's going to do it. He also snaps against OKC.
0: There's just, he sees rage, just red.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So another person who actually had a, a really good game as well was the sixth overall pick in the draft, our rookie Culver, who had 26 points and for eight for 16 shooting. And it was just really cool to watch someone so young.
0: And I'm really excited to see him grow as an NBA player. So that's definitely going to be exciting. Yeah, I I don't know. When it comes to rookies, I don't really, like, look at their affiliation. They're just all perfect to me. I just want to see them do well. (laughs) Yeah, watch them grow. Yeah, exactly. Like, all of them. I don't care.
2: They had a little bit of a hot streak going on, the Timberwolves. um, But as soon as halftime went by, the Raptors decided they wanted to win the game. Um, That that shit cooled all, all the way down. Um... I just I want to point out that uh, the Timberwolves they took fifty threes. Fifty. Five zero. Five zero. Now embarrassing. I'm not gonna try I'm not gonna say too much because <laughs> The last um, Miami-Toronto game. Um, we can't. We can't. We can't slander
1: too much. But I don't know what game easy. you're talking about. Yeah. it's <laughs> the thing. When you? It didn't happen. point shooters. You could have off nights. Guys coming back from thumb injuries. But like. Andrew Wiggins, and when you have Carl Anthony Towns as your best player, you don't need to be taking that many threes. He does not need to be taking seven of them, and that's for sure. I don't think they know Carl Anthony
4: Towns is on the roster. How are they putting up 50 threes <laughs> when that's your main guy? Yeah,
0: he made one it's, of his threes. Yeah. <laughs> of seven one of threes. Seven. How embarrassing. <laughs> that's what, uh, that's what uh, a lot of bad teams do, that they spam threes and hope the variance the works work in their favor. Yeah, there's a, a there's also something
3: else I want to talk about real quick, if that's okay with you guys, but yeah, go ahead. Covington. Okay, so in the second half, he got a little hot and he got a little cocky. And at one point told the arena, which by the way, was half empty to get louder. And a significant amount of those fans in the arena were Raptors fans. Who are you telling me to get louder, bro? Who's going to get louder for you? (laughs) It was so embarrassing. I felt bad for him. My empathy levels were through the roof. I'm like, dude, just relax. Like, don't embarrass yourself at home. Like, come on.
0: I feel like the only player that can get away with that is like Embiid at Wells Fargo. Because he'll get the reaction that he wants. But when you see random role players doing so, (laughs) it's not the same effect.
3: (laughs) Literally. Somebody uh, commented on the Dishes and Dimes pod Twitter account. That when Covington did that, telling the the arena to get louder he heard one fan let out a scream and that was it
1: <laughs> and, embarrassing. and po- probably for fred van Vliet, who was just having an insane game last night absolutely 29 points four rebounds and two assists
3: and i think he was six for seven up for from three or seven seven, seven of eight
0: seven of, seven eight, of eight. eight yeah
3: seven of eight so nice you that combined,
0: yeah something about fred hitting seven threes just just it's great <laughs> It's so nice it's to have. It's that number. That number.
2: Like he, he. I, I honestly feel like Fred was just trying to shut everybody up because he, he sees those tweets of like, oh, Norm yeah. should start. Oh, like Norm we should have start. To. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, do we have to have that conversation right now? <laughs> no, go. The for hill it. I'm dying on. I do want to
3: highlight as well, though, how incredible the Raptors fan base is when you're talking about coming to the, in that arena. How incredible was it to see that like uh, an arena filled with Raptors fans that
4: was so dope it's crazy and you find that more and more you go like the I feel like every game I watch some of the people in the stadium there's at least a family of Raptor fans and that's like the least amount so some places they have the whole place filled up the whole area filled up and it's just so nice to see it all and I'm sure it's just Canadians everywhere but we got to represent we're still the champions. They got. They have to remember.
1: So the Timberwolves aren't very good, and this didn't feel like much of a game when the Raptors <laughs> decided to show some effort. But the Wizards are like really bad, and that <laughs> didn't feel like a game from start to finish. I'm gonna be honest. I did not pay very much attention to this game. The Raptors beat the Wizards Same. 140, 111. That is the most points that the Raptors have ever scored. They're tying the the existence high. What would you call that? The, the It's not the career high if it's the team. I don't even know what the word is. But the most points the Raptors have ever scored, 140 points. And that game, I think it really just one specific play really encapsulates all of the Wizards season even. It was when Lowry hit that one ridiculous shot it wasn't even a shot. It was like a heave. So he was trying to get fouled, which, of course, and the refs did not call the shooting foul, which, of course, um, and he just heaved this crazy three at the basket. And it went in and you see Beal standing in the corner watching the most improbable shot fall down and his shoulders just slump and he has the most defeated look on his face it was it was so sad so great as a Raptor fan I always remember 2015 and remember him waving at Lowry as the Raptors are being swept so part of me is still petty oh my god and still holding on to it so it's kind of fun watching that but Beal just looks miserable in Washington and this is just a, a terrible team Uh and a terrible game. People were saying
0: people were saying that was like the final straw (laughs) because he's been like going through it lately.
2: Free bill. Free bill. It looked like it. (laughs) (laughs) He signed that
1: contract, he signed that extension, so he's stuck there. Bill baby, come to us. We'll take care of you. (laughs) Like
0: how can you sign with the Washington Wizard and then complain about losing? Like that's what that's what they've been doing for years. <laughs> yeah, what did you expect to change after your contract happened? Actually, if that's what happens, like these GMs, they make like picky promises with the players. Like, oh, I swear we're going to start winning as soon as you sign. And then they fall for it.
1: I, I love, I know you guys all hate the Celtics, but I feel like the hate that the Raptor fan base has for the Celtics is the one that I have for the Wizards. Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't really feel that way about the Celtics either. I
1: just I don't like the. But Wizards. I feel like that's, I hate that's the wasted Celtics. on the I
0: hate Wizards now. The Celtics.
1: Yeah. I hate the Celtics too. On, of course yeah. you would say that. I a know. Yeah, you're. Cool. I know. You're <laughs> oh right. <laughs> <laughs> I I will admit to yes cheering for the Celtics in years past. I was always a Raptor fan, but when your favorite player is Paul Pierce, I mean, what are you gonna do? I <laughs> I, I, I do like the Jays though, Jalen and Jason. I, like oh, them. Said, I thought you met the Blue Jays. I was like, oh, I don't know. No, I don't know baseball. I love, I love Jalen Brown. I'm, I'm such a fan. We did have a game on Wednesday, or yes, Wednesday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. That the Raptors won. What did you guys think about that? I
4: was gonna say, like, it was, it was crazy because it was kind of like that Mavs game when we were down 30 in the third quarter, and it was just gonna be a Lowry light show in the fourth quarter, and he just completely took the team on his back and he brought us around. And this game just felt like it was going to be the total opposite. And I felt like I had to turn the TV off. But um, it was so nice to see that we came back around. We won 130 to 121. They were We had seven players in double digits. Like Ziakum had 21. Lowry had 17. I don't know being Powell with a consistent 21-23. Like Powell has been amazing lately. I think it was especially since like I was like, looking at his stats and it's ever since 2020 started he's been having great games Um, I think Dennis Schroeder is a bad bad man he is able to go off whenever he wants to he was having a terrible first quarter and then he just wanted to turn his game around and give us a a run for our money and um, I also really really love Chris Paul I don't know why I think it's like I see Kyle Lowry in him I think I saw a (laughs) a tweet where someone said that like he's Kyle Lowry without a ring ring. yeah
2: (laughs) Kyle's tethered for sure (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: i wonder what like what young player is gonna go into that kind of ilk of point guard just the annoying small guy that can just do it all fred yeah i, fred I feel like turn into that I feel, person. yeah i feel like he's fred is kind of the, like the last of a dying breed you know yeah
4: and it's so nice to know that he's being coached by lowry like, that's gonna be a
0: Pitbull 2.0. It's kind of some of these blowouts get kind of boring to watch. So, I kind of enjoyed
1: secretly the last minute was, and a half. I was telling Sandy, like, who needs Wonderland when the Raptors get, exist? Like, what are these roller coasters that keep taking us yeah. on?
0: <laughs> no, I found it, it was, I, I thought it was interesting because um, the minute and a half of the game, like the final minute and a half, was pretty interesting because I know we've all had questions about um, the lack of a closer mm-hmm. on this team. Um, you know, losing Kawhi Leonard and DeMar DeRozan. Um, those kind of go-to scorers that can get their shot off from anywhere on the court. Uh, but I thought it was interesting because um, we, we've been seeing it a few times this year. Like this kind of subtle two-man game between Kyle and um, Pascal that shows up in the last two minutes of a tight game. And I, I, I find that that's kind of a, like a reliable go-to because it has it's yielded some great results. I find that they can pull away in close games when those two are... On the court together and doing pick and roll for each other because they both have, you know, like a respectable gravity. Um, and yeah, that was that was the interesting part. I actually want to see more of these close close games. games yeah, yeah. yeah. get his. Reps, I want to see. Yeah, exactly. You know? I want to see
4: Pascal in that element and being able to push his limits even more because, like you said, we've seen it in the past. We saw it in the finals even, and then yeah, we like see it I think in, he took a final shot.
0: Yeah,
4: exactly. He was. Like, I think it was over Draymond. Like he yeah. crossed step Draymond or something. I can't even picture it in my head right now, but. um, it's it's just I feel like we owe him the time because we know that he's able to do it. Just look at his leap from G, his leap from G League to now. It's been yeah. incredible and it's it's literally being posted all over the NBA because it's just a remarkable story and I'm sure if we give him the summer he's going to come back with like a two second game shot. Like he'll be perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, I think it was an interview of his where he said like Um, If I'm not good at something, it's probably because I haven't done it enough. (laughs) And it's it's true. Like, if he gets his reps, I'm pretty confident that he can develop, like, something that he's comfortable going to in such moments. Like, practice really makes him perfect. It's weird. Yeah, literally. Are you guys saying that's <laughs> gonna turn into KD? Better than KD. <laughs> it's weird because like I I would laugh at that, but like I didn't think he was an NBA player when we first got him, and then look at him now. Yeah, like, he Ballad. was so yeah. raw.
4: Like each Ballad. year, his leap
0: is just crazy. You don't see. I'm kind of. Yeah, I'm kind of scared to undersell him because God knows what he's gonna do. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't want to lose him. <laughs> All the hype that we had for like a Bruno Caboclo, Siakam just like Siakam took that and like. <laughs> became that. it we exceeded our <laughs> expectations that we had for bruno which who knows why we why we had that Except,
0: uh, pascal wasn't two years away from being two years away he was <laughs> two years away from being a top seven player he top got fast player. forwarded if anything <laughs> yeah it, it makes no sense
1: but i i like i think i agree with that and i, I like that about just getting reps these close games because the Raptors really do lack a closer without having that wing scorer. And you know what? If I, I think it was Yasmin that was saying it. If we lose because Siakam's not there yet, that's okay because we want him to be the leader moving forward and he needs these reps. And we did it with Demar, and he grew into being that person and, and Siakam's trajectory just is so high that who knows what he's going to be able to reach. Yeah. And the rest of the East lacks that guy outside of like Jimmy. There's not, you know, with KD Hurt, there's not very many. So,
0: yeah, exactly. Like the closest team um, to that is Miami. And, you know, they have, they lack what they lack, but they also have Jimmy Butler. You know what I mean? Um, But if you look at the other top teams in the East, if you look at Philly, if you look at Milwaukee, they do lack that closer, that guy who you trust with, um, for the last two minutes of a close game, like you can't really go to a Euro step or post up with a beat. Like it doesn't work. No spin moves in the clutch.
4: (laughs) Yeah. While we're on that page, I also want to give a a special shout out to our boy DeMar DeRozan for beating the Miami heat scoring almost a triple double 29, nine. So that's our man's.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's still helping us out doing us a favor because we couldn't do it. So he's for <laughs> Loyalty. <laughs> that's what Tamar's all about. Loyalty, man. Put the city on his back. I feel it in my heart. <laughs>
3: Don't worry. He's got us. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> so um, with the win against the Timberwolves, uh, the Raptors have won three straight. Um, so the Raptors are third in the East. Um, and that's after the Celtics lost their third in a row to Phoenix yesterday. Shout out to
1: Miami losing. Thank <laughs> um, you, Damar DeRozan. Thank you,
2: Damar.
0: I, I was honestly, I was saying it since, um, what was it? Since, like, December or something, that I was like, okay, by Christmas, I think the Raptors would have the two seed. But then everyone started dropping like flies. <laughs> so it skewed everything. And then, um, like, now you're seeing it, they're gaining health, whereas these other teams, I, I, I feel like a lot of these teams, like, particularly Miami and the Celtics were kind of overachieving. So, yeah, um, I, I, yeah I think they're, you know, like Miami had how many, like several overtime games and those stopped kind of tipping their way. So yeah. I think they're coming back down to earth. I think the Celtics are coming back down to earth. I think they've gotten over their honeymoon phase with Kemba. Um, and, oh, yeah. you know, their, their just... lack of interior defense is kind of showing, like they're literally playing Ennis Cantor. Long MBA minutes, you know. Wouldn't it be hilarious if the one and two seed were the Bucks and Raptors again? I mean, that's what that's what I'm hoping for. Girl,
2: that's exactly what's gonna happen. The and narrative. Put, put the, the Sixers.
1: Content. Put the Sixers as a four or five, and that's 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 money. That's, that's there are going like to be like a dozen
0: Oh My God Kawhi left and they're still the
1: two-seed stories. <laughs> well, that's going to turn into Oh Kawhi left and they're back in the conference finals because if the Raptors are the two-seed, I think they get there. We'll take a look <laughs> at next two games um, because we have four of those. I think Sandy has those in front of her.
2: Yeah, so we do have a couple of games coming up. Um, our next game is against Atlanta on Monday. Um, it's a two thirty game, which doesn't make sense because the only people that watch the Toronto Raptors are... <laughs> in Toronto, and we don't get gay. So, if um, the NBA can just figure that out, because yeah. <laughs> um, so, we have Atlanta on Monday, we have Philly on Wednesday, we have the Knicks on Friday, and then we have the Spurs on Sunday. So, what do you guys think? W or L? Win or loss? 4-0. I'm
1: saying 4-0. Yep. We're the defending champions. I'm saying 3-1. like, I don't know what the loss is, but I think that they take an L, and yes, this is a reverse jinx.
0: (laughs) Never underestimate the heart of the champion, man.
2: So then who do you you guys think the loss is going to be if we're going to have one loss?
4: I want it to be to DeRozan if it's going to be there. Relax. Oh God! <laughs> I would agree with Noor on that. If it's anybody, I wanted to be the Spurs.
1: You guys it have to go with the Christmas You have to exact Exactly, I was Chris just Boucher. about
2: to say that Abouche has been demoted because Demar decided to embarrass him. Well, guys to go back and collect his
4: soul from Demar, but like, it was we it embarrassed Demar. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't was Boucher's fault, not DeMar's. I, it I kind like of, that I'm back. not
1: mad if it's DeMar either. I love the stretch that he's on where he's just demolishing teams and scoring. He's, being, he's amazing, I, yeah. I kind of want him to be an all-star in the West because I think that that will... I, I don't know if he can get there. I don't know what... Like, I haven't even taken no. a look what that would be. I don't... I think he's very far out. But yeah. coaches, kind of like a guy like DeMar DeRozan... And because you have to game plan for a guy like DeMar, he's a vet he's literally been yeah. an before. I think that if it comes to a wild card, and you, it doesn't have to be like a big it can be like any it's a wild card. <laughs> I'm explaining what a wild card is now. Uh, I think like a DeMar would get in over a guy like a Rudy Gobert, or someone who it's their first time and they're trying to get in. Rudy might cry again, though. I know. That breaks my heart. <laughs>
0: that, well, what did he say last time? Like, he said, my mom. My mom is upset. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't care about your mom. Like,
3: this is all stars, baby. What the hell? I don't care.
4: This is real shit, man. This is real. This matters. <laughs> so speaking of everything, um, this brings us to our one of our segments called Weekly Dish, where we dish anything and everything NBA. So it could be opinions, speculations, and rumors. Um, I know last season, one thing that the girls and I talked about that kind of really stood out to us was obviously you guys remember that um when he won the championship everybody was getting drunk in the locker room and then right afterwards Kawhi and kyle had their interview with rachel nichols and um in it, it they very infamously said that if we had only known what, what, what went on in the locker room last season like if we had only known about all the conference confrontations and all the problems that they dealt with and it really kind of got us thinking like we wonder what could have happened we wonder how everything went down and how everything was kept so hush hush knowing Masai's camp and you know how tight-lipped the Raptors camp is to begin with um and I think the one thing we really touched based on was the fact that like we think you know Ibaka might have been a factor because just knowing Ibaka's personality and having Mark come into the lineup and coming into our roster really just really meant at that point that You know Ibaka was going to be coming off the bench. That was going to be his spot, and Mark was going to be starting. And I don't know about you guys, like I love Ibaka, I love Mafazi You've seen my tweets, but I just don't see that sitting well with him. I feel like he would have had a problem
1: with that, and I think the rest of you can agree. Yeah, certainly. I I agree with that. I think you know. Sergi Baca and Mark obviously <laughs> they have chemistry because of the Spain national team and Serge has proven to be like a guy who wants to do everything for the team but I think Nurse probably had a lot of challenges with that uh, and it's something that we talked a lot about with the Celtics last year with Brad Stevens having to, to manage Terry Rozier because he had a breakout year well Sergi Baca is like an established vet with like actual NBA success and success internationally whereas Terry Rozier was none of that. And uh, I think Nurse did a great job of it. And I think he's continued to do a really great job of it again this year because one day Norm starts and then Norm comes off the bench and Sergi Baca's starting and you're starting two bigs. And then it, it goes back and forth. Um, so I think that's something that's continued. Also, on the point of last year's drama, I think a lot of it did have to do with load management and some new guy coming in who is a superstar. I agree. And, you know, Lowry's dealing with like genuine back injuries and he can't sit if if Kawhi's sitting because they, you know, one of them had to be on the court. And so now Lowry's playing through injuries where this guy is just sort of resting and it proved to be great. And I love load management. I'm a supporter of it, but I definitely think that that might have caused some tension last year.
4: I agree, and I think it looked bad, too. Like, you had this guy coming in who you had no idea if he wanted to stay with the Raptors or if he was, if he was even going to be, like, you know, properly playing the, throughout the season. And uh, then you have someone like Kyle Lowry who's been here so many years, put his blood, sweat, and tears on the court, and you're not going to give him the same treatment that you're giving this new guy that probably isn't even going to stay. Obviously, in Kyle's perspective, that would have hurt. And then, obviously, with the whole De- DeMar DeRozan leaving, being treated, that would have been a whole different factor behind the scenes, too, which is crazy to speculate and because of all of that um how do you guys think that translated into this season
0: i think it kind of um changed the culture for the team today because it seems like such a non-issues now like like the um problem of starting or coming off the bench like whenever people try to bring it up to fred or Norm in interviews they seem like to, just to brush it off like it's nothing we're doing whatever it takes to um, help the team win so i think I think it, it kind of that experience there kind of fundamentally changed the Raptors culture where you know if you're coming off the bench and playing significant minutes you're you're contributing to winning and you're going to receive your recognition from the coach from the organization so it doesn't matter who you, you even last season we had our bench point guard making big shots in game six of the finals you know what I mean
2: yeah for sure I, I, I feel like had the Raptors not won the whole thing last year. It, the conversation would be different this year. The way Fred is approaching um things in a year before his free agency, the way Norm is approaching it, um being willing to come off the bench even though he's been amazing. I think if they hadn't had that experience where they made the right sacrifices last year and it ended up taking them to the championship and and winning them the championship the way they approach things now would be completely different. I also want to point out that um, Nick Nurse deserves praise because, like you said, like Brad Stevens had to balance, you know, veterans and Brooks, new n- the new guys on the block, and 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 balance all these personalities and was unable to do it. And you have Nick dealing with a pretty tough dude in Lowry, who has his opinions, who's going to state what he feels um who's his own person and having to balance out um you know kawaii um knowing that you know there are people who feel like they should be starting who may not be able to start it's i i think he should be getting a lot more credit than he has um, for the job that he did last year balancing the personalities that he did
3: Well, I mean, hopefully it works out just like it did last year because we're still defending champions. So hopefully it happens again this year, crossing my fingers. So our next segment is Daily Dime. So every day on our Twitter and weekly on our podcast, we recognize any player in the league that deserves recognition for something either on or off the court. And this or today... Our Daily Dime is none other than our Gemini baby, May 25th, Norman Powell, who continues his streak of 20 plus points per game. So, so far, that's four straight now out of and seven out of his last eight games that he's had 20 point plus games.
2: I've been the biggest Norm hater, but Norm God is back. I missed you, Norm God.
0: And Norm, we trust. <laughs> I think that's what everyone wanted from him, and like we know what his game is. We know what we has, what he has, what he lacks, and it was just that consistency. Like at least let us know what we're getting. It's fine to miss shots, but just be that same player. Like don't have Mamba mentality one day and not have it the other day. Yeah, it was like Nick Nurse telling him, you know,
4: either score, you know, I don't want you to score zero points or twenty five points. I want you to be somewhere right in the middle. And he's like, you know what? I'll give you twenty three points on average for the next twenty games. And he's he's been. <laughs> amazing like he's he's been lights out anytime he has the ball and he's making that three like i know it's going in and and he has like yeah it's almost a beautiful three-point shot like he really takes his time to get it's... the arch right to get his bounce off oh it's my like, god yes you can like i can it's I'm like a quick release down like it, it's a quick release he
0: can it's come off it's such quick release yeah.
1: He's, and even in like the the Timberwolves game where he wasn't shooting it well, he just would get, he's the team's best finisher. He just gets there. He's so quick. He can change his speed. He's just so much fun to watch Norm when he's his at his back, best. And he's been at layoffs. his best for so long right now. Yeah. He's mean, not going gonna, to gonna do assists, not going to get you rebounds, but he's going to get you buckets. <laughs> and that's exactly 20, what, that's what we need him for. It's 20-0-0. Zero zero. That's his stat line all the time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and i love it hey it's working it's working my gemini baby
1: we had fred who had the uh kyle lowry ilk and we've got norm who's from the demar DeRozan rosen uh school oh never mind he can shoot threes i take all of that back <laughs> seriously <laughs> okay so i think now we're getting into our questions period so we asked you guys for questions and you guys have sent us so many if we don't get to them today which i'm sure we're not going to get to very many because we're short on time right now we will get to them at a later date thank you so much and please continue to send them in so let's start with the questions are you guys ready for this all right first question is from the sport Profit. if they moved out of the if they moved the team out of toronto and to he gave the example of seattle would you still be a fan what is why is that even a question? Why are you going to <laughs> no. Seattle? Like, that I shouldn't pop into your head. Don't think like that. I, it wouldn't make sense to move such a profitable team over to Seattle. I don't think that they're planning on taking away the one Canadian team that the NBA wants the brand to grow globally, and to take away the one international team does not make sense. Take OKC, honestly yeah oh,
0: <laughs> i'm so anti like patriotism but when it comes to the raptors like i'm singing the national anthem and shit like oh my 100%. god <laughs> the fact that it's, yeah, it's our whole, like, only only
4: like that that whole run in the playoffs but the game of thrones throne thing was my shit i was so into it oh it was my god, so it was nice so to have us so different from the rest of the nba you could tell that it was literally canada versus the rest of america and yeah. I, loved there,
0: it. I saw this tweet where um, what was it? I think it was right after they won the finals, and it was like, um, uh, "What was it? Oh, LeBron's out of the playoffs for one year, and a whole other country wins." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Stop. Okay, so from H Davis O three O five, which Raptors should more general fans fall in love with now that Van Vleet has gone too mainstream? mainstream see, what's the, what's the mainstream? punk rock
0: alt underground toy? exactly
1: here, here's my one pat mccaw they the all hipster oh my get God, on no. it right oh. now get on no, it while no. they all hate that, it please. that's
0: too edgy that's too too edgy <laughs> 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 um,
1: okay so let's let's actually okay so there are lots of questions here about trades did you guys want to tackle uh gen- okay so i think just to cover everyone's here's question about a trade woge dropped a major bomb Raptor fans saying that the Raptors are not actually going to be sellers at the deadline and instead are going to be buyers do you guys have any trades that you um, might like or what do you think about Woj's um, statements on on air I just don't see who we're going to get like I'm not
3: willing to give up anybody significant for a superstar and I don't think there's like any superstar that we're getting I I think it's unrealistic at this point
2: unless we're getting Kawhi I don't see the yeah
3: And like, we're clearly <laughs> not getting like, cool. I he's like kicking and, and screaming <laughs> just dragging, <laughs> him in dragging him <laughs> sorry we
0: um, need we I'm need kidding. one more run we have one more run in us <laughs>
1: he owed us that he promised part, us one more of that parade I think part of why it's hard to, for the Raptors to make a trade right now is because we've not even <clears> we don't know what this team is we yeah, haven't exactly. really seen this team at full strength it's either guys are injured or you're working guys back and you're trying to find a lineup that fits and um at this point, I think Norm is probably the, the one trade asset because you're looking for flexibility in twenty twenty one. So you're not gonna really be giving away a Sergi Baca to take on longer contract. Um and I, I don't know that that I would want to do that right now for, for anyone. Whatever they do,
0: I feel like even I think he, I think Masai did the same thing last season where he milked it to the la- very, very last hour trade. Um in order to make whatever moves he wants to make because I guess he wants to the halfway mark of the season where the, what the team identity is and what it's missing and we saw how how much Gasol fit like a glove into the roster and then you see um you know a player like Miritich
1: remember when the Bucks got Miritich and everyone was scared yeah and then that for I, I felt like that forced massage hand to make a trade yeah and it exactly up- yeah, and he, and
0: he, he ended up being did. unplayable when it counted Um, But, like, I I trust whatever move that he makes, honestly. Like, if he doesn't do anything, it's because nothing fits, and the team is as perfect as you can get it right now. Um, And if he does make a trade, it'll probably be for something that we didn't even see that was missing, you know what I mean? Because I didn't even envision Marcus All. Like, that wasn't one of my proposals when I was thinking about it back in last February, you know?
4: Yeah, and I agree with all of you. I think that first of all, we just have to get healthy. We don't know what this team looks like. We've been healthy for maybe three or four consecutive games, and literally someone drops the next game. We need to see what we look like first and foremost because like, we're obviously on our way to the second seed right now. We're at the same spot that we were at last year, and if you're looking at other teams in the Eastern Conference final, sorry, Eastern Conference as well, um, I see the same flaw that we have that like everyone has the same thing i don't think we're looking to really match up with someone specifically that's why i don't really think we have to go and make that trade like you guys said and, and obviously if someone else does like masai did last year he feels the need to you know match up with someone else going into the market but currently like just let these guys be healthy let them play it out let them let, let us see like we we're having problems with our starting lineup we don't know if, if we want to start fred or norm and we want to figure that out first and that's, like, a different thing. I don't want to even hear about trades, personally, to be honest. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, so <laughs> I know you said you don't want to hear about trades, but this next one is also about trades. Oh, on.
4: <laughs> oh
1: my God. Guys, this is the last trade question I'll ask for the day. So, would you rather win a ch- – this is from Swar Lasers. Would you rather win a championship this year but not sign any big name in 2021? So, you win a championship this year, back-to-back, but you do not get Giannis ever. or or you uh, don't win, and you get Giannis in twenty twenty one. Which would you prefer? Championship. We're going back to back, baby.
0: Absolutely. You see how see the answer? You, see, you saw how you saw how going back to back sustained the Blue Jays for like twenty six years. So.
1: What if? What if they went back to back, but it was because? Knock on wood, but everyone is injured basically on all these other teams. Like, LeBron is gone. AD is gone. Giannis that's, is gone. That and sounds so like their problem. That's a new <you> problem. <laughs> that's that's like really. a new problem.
4: But if also, it,
1: like,
4: think, no, if, okay, we, well, if we won that this year, like, it would just kill out all the speculations and all the extra noise that happened after we won last year.
1: Like, you cannot tell me now that we won because of Kawhi Leonard. It's I agree. True we true won because of a team. True. Like it was, it, it was a, a team effort. Here's the thing: the Rockets got an injured Warriors, and they couldn't do anything against that. The Blazers got an injured yeah. Warriors, yeah. and they couldn't do anything against that. Um, and the Raptors went up against the Sixers and the Bucks, who were two of the top, five, like four teams, I think, in the league,
0: outside Honestly, of the Raptors were... and Warriors,
1: <laughs> to close out the top four. Yeah, I think that the their the Raptors' road to the finals
0: was much tougher.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I think the question that we can close it on because this might take us a little bit longer to answer is from Gleason Avenue. What are the Raptors rotate? What are the Raptors going to do rotation wise now that everyone is almost healthy and good and gorgeous because they are all healthy, good, and gorgeous right now?
4: I think so- that's what we were kind of mentioning on too. Like, do we want Norm to start? Do we want Fred to start? And yeah. um in, in my opinion, if you're looking at your roster and you have a stack roster the way that Raptors do, like you have, you know, you're running six, seven man deep. Why don't you, you know, expand on that? Why don't you take advantage of that? Why, why would you have someone like Norman Powell coming off the bench when he's not a ball maker with the other players, when he could be thriving with the starters, when Fred, who's a better player than Norm, could be coming off the bench and helping the bench produce and killing the other
0: benches? I think it's just yeah, sense it's kind of. I, I think really, that's a good problem to have, having like starter caliber players that are coming a thousand off of your percent. bench because usually it's like it's a player that has like such a glaring deficiency that they can't even play extended minutes, but if you have um, players coming off your bench that can easily start on other rosters in the NBA, that's a that's a
1: good thing and it helps you. It helps you get far. I agree. I agree with that. And I think, I think Fred is a better player than Norman Powell, but I think you're maximizing your entire roster. Like Nora was saying, if you were to bring him off the bench there. Uh, So let's go off on, you know what? This I'm really asking for Sidra because I feel like you're going to have the best answer here, girl. Would you rather two seasons with John Salmons as a starter or break both of your legs three years in a row? Break both of my <laughs>
3: legs, first of all, because I don't need them for anything. I don't exercise. And
1: John Salmons. Oh no my God. Thank you. <laughs> all right. I think that wraps it up for, for the questions. Thank you guys for sending them in. Please continue to send them. We want to get to all of them, but we are short for time today.
0: Yes, this was fun. <laughs> this was so yeah,
1: fun. this was really fun. Um, Guys, uh, to
2: close this off, we really, really, really wanna thank you for all the support that we've gotten. Um I know this is the first episode, so it's a little rough. We're still trying to figure each other out. We're still trying to Thanks figure for out the recording process. <laughs> Thanks for bearing with us. Stop um, judging we us. We Really, really <laughs> appreciate it. If you're It'll here be a for fun-
0: messiness, finally
2: tune machine stay- soon enough. It- it- exactly stay tuned we'll we'll loosen up a little bit you know reduction value we will get it. higher we promise <laughs> <laughs> we promise but stick it out with us thank you guys so much stay tuned for male sarah um katie and kelsey next week um i can't wait to see what they're gonna have we don't I'm even really know very but-
0: excited yeah. yeah me too yeah like it'll I'm be so cool curious if it's as like a yin and yang thing if the vibe is totally different uh-huh. that'll be awesome
1: and then once so we're we start like, remixing well. it up and like everyone started switching and we, it'll be, it's so much fun. Like we're so excited that you guys are so supportive of what we're doing right now. And we're so excited to work with each other. It's just been a lot of fun. Yeah, like yeah. we never
4: in a million years would have expected this kind of reaction from anybody. Even though Iman's name is attached to
0: this, but it's it's <laughs> whoa, remarkable. Been... Whoa, whoa, <laughs> <all>. Yeah, shout to Iman.
4: It's, <laughs> that. it's the heavy lifting right now. <laughs> Not Thanks, at girl. All, Thanks for having Thanks us along, so Iman. Listen, Listen
1: people were like Sidges on. Let's hear what she has to say. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: what
3: i'm just i'm just She's here been to get, like suspended again i'm waiting for twitter to find me again
1: that's it that's On a podcast. i'm I not, I gonna like suspend it. us because of her name we're, we're just gonna figure out a things, way they own everything um, to start
2: off for sure um again thank you guys stay tuned for next week's episode which is gonna be dropping um early next week thank you thank you thank you thank you keep watching so please follow the pod at Dishes Dimes Pod. Um, we will be tweeting during games and uh, it's probably going to be Sidra um, <laughs> being a mess because she's hilarious. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so shit. much. Um, as we loosen up, we'll, you'll get to see a bit of our personalities. We're going to have fun with this. Come along for the ride. Give us um, and that's it too. Yeah, give us. Yeah, for sure. Give us suggestions. Give um, us topics. We're 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 open. Um, we're also very lazy. We don't want to. <laughs> give <laughs> us. a are for
0: us, consent, please. Just send um, us a script. Like, just cut the chase. Yeah, like write it <laughs> for send us. A script. We won't credit you. Just write it. No. <laughs> the work is no, Um
2: th- I'm kidding, guys. Don't take me too <laughs> seriously. Um, so that's it for this week. Until next time, stay messy. Love you lots. Mwah, 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 mwah. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
1: Adios. See you guys.
3: <laughs> See you on Twitter.